0: This is episode six of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Cami Gellner. Women are being called to live with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each month, join me for wisdom filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose driven journey. Happy Spring! Here in the foothills of Colorado, we're seeing the early signs of spring, where rain's replacing the snow, and the new green grass is starting to paint the landscape, and tree leaves are just starting to sprout. I so love spring. I've been in this whole season of sprouting myself, launching all kinds of new initiatives. Um, This this podcast, for one, launching our three-day event, Brave, for entrepreneurs on May 22nd, 23rd, and 24th in Golden, Colorado. And simply just making more space to do my day-to-day coaching outside and in nature and even getting my horses to join in on occasion. So it's it's been a good, good spring to kick off. Um, I'm super excited about our Brave event coming up in May. And it's all about helping entrepreneurs build their brand and their growth from the inside out, from who they really are. So if you want to know more about that, check it out on our website, I certainly just feel this whole sense of fresh energy bursting out. And I, that's why I'm super excited about today's interview with Ronell Dar. Ronell and I have known each other for many years. We actually met in out in nature. We were in backpack school together for a whole summer and spent many of our weekends together backpacking in the Colorado backcountry And we got to know each other really well. And at the time, we were both doing corporate kind of jobs. And a few years after that, we both launched into our own, our creating our own businesses. We were going through the change at the same time together, and launching our businesses at the same time. And even in our early days of our businesses, we were doing weekly hikes where we were digging deep into, okay, this is how I'm growing my business. We were basically good buddies, good buddies from the launching our businesses at the same time, which was really fun to have somebody to lean into and share ideas with and expand what we're doing. So I always tell people to, you know, make sure you have people around you when whatever you're launching in your life, mentors, guides, accountability partners all those sorts of things where you can really lean into each other it's really important and when we recently got together over a cup of tea Renelle was sharing with me some of the innovative and really cutting-edge work that she's she's doing right now it's really thought leadership work on corporate cultures and what she's developing and what she's taking her clients through and it was so innovative i was like oh my gosh i have to have you on extraordinary women radio and we saw this really beautiful alignment of her work and what, what the radio show stands for, what this podcast stands for. And I knew she needed to be on here. Ronelle is brilliant. She's big thinking. She's a smart woman with big ideas around leadership. And she believes that with so many people spending over half their waking hours at work, she believes that emotional, intelligent workplaces and leaders can change the world. And of course, that jazzes me. Ronell has worked around the world with individual leaders, teams, and consults with, within organizations to help them reshape their organizational court, cultures. So I'm super excited to bring to you today Ronelle. and it's the kind of ideas that I believe can change our world. So with that, let me introduce you to Ronell Dar. Well, welcome Ronell. I'm so honored to have you on Extraordinary Women Radio today. As I mentioned in the intro, we had a great cup of tea last month, and we really went deep into our beliefs and our philosophies on the world today. And it ranged from leadership to humanity to wisdom, as it always is between you and I. It was such a great conversation, and I want to share some of the concepts we talked about. Let's start with humanity. I would love for you to share your perspective on humanity. What does huma- how does humanity develop and evolve? And what is going on presently? There's there's so much going on in our world. So I just would really love to hear your your perspective on this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Cammy, I'm you know I'm basing some of this um, on the the really um, rich and breakthrough works of Ken Wilber and Frederick Lelou. Mm-hmm. And Um, And and some of the research that they've done over the years is, you know, humanity over time has evolved in sudden leaps. And as we evolve, um, there seem to be major breakthroughs. So something will break, will will kind of break down and then we'll have a breakthrough and we can see the world um, in different ways than we could before. We can deal with complexity more. And we're in the midst of that right now. Um, the old is breaking down, but the new hasn't quite taken a hold. I think we can see this in in organizations where you see over and over that engagement is at an all-time low. We can see it um, in some of our our political atmospheres. You know, a, the most polarization that we've probably seen in, in maybe even history um, in our political system. So there's a lot of things um, breaking down, but yet there are. There are pioneering people and organizations that are starting to, um, in, you know, take a look at a new perspective,
0: and they're and, stepping up with it, aren't they? I mean, because I think so often in the past, people haven't stepped up in such big ways, and I, I see this this growing willingness to step up and stand for something.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I just want to talk a little bit about the five paradigms that are showing up in our world today. So there are five worldviews or five stages of consciousness that are showing up in our world today, which is Mm -hmm. extraordinary in and of itself because it just shows how fast humans are evolving when we can see these major paradigms. So let me just start with the first. um, And it's, 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 um, we label these, or Ken Wilbur um, labeled these in colors. Um, and so the first one is red, or also called impulsive. And that showed up in our, in our society about 10,000 years ago, actually. And the key breakthrough here was we started to have chiefs. And, um, and there was a division of labor and there was this command authority. And, um, the guiding metaphor is like, is like a wolf pack.
0: Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. see
1: as many examples of that in developing nations, though some current examples might be um, you know, uh, tribal militias or street gangs or, or the mafia. And, and then we move to what is called Amber or a conformist society, and that showed up about 5,000 years ago. And again, some major breakthroughs for humanity there, because um, instead of you know thriving in chaotic environments with a chief formal roles and long-term processes came into perspective. Mm -hmm. And so stability and process was highly valued. So you might think of like the army. Um, Organizations you may still see operating like this today are many government agencies, the public school systems, and there are a large number of researchers that say human um, many individual human beings are actually still in this place.
0: So kind of very specific hierarchies and procedures that, um, that guide how
1: everybody's interacting with each other. Exactly. Like formal hierarchical pyramids, top-down command and control. And again, it, it was a major, it's a major breakthrough. And in some, in some places and th- this makes a lot of sense. Right. And, and, and then we evolved some more and um, what was called orange or achievement. And this is where, um, you know, the goal is, is to beat competition and achieve profit and growth. But the key breakthrough here was innovation and accountability and, and meritocracy, meaning that you can work hard um, and actually earn a different role, um, whether in society or in an organization. And, you know, that is only about 500 years old, that this orange achievement. So if we think about this today, this is where a good number of our um, leaders operate from, Mm-hmm. As well as multinational companies and, and the guiding metaphor is, is, a machine. So if you, if you think about this, this is where the bulk of our organizations um, are generally operating from. And then about 50 years ago, um, the color green showed up. So, so people started to evolve, um, into, you know, higher uh, understanding your ability to deal with more complexity. And this is where, Um, the focus became on culture and empowerment and really caring about motivating employees. If we're looking at this from an organizational structure and so the values driven cultures, um, empowerment, um, organizations as family, it it really, um, really came from this from really leaders first evolving their own consciousness and seeing the importance of this. Um, really looking at stakeholders and then some, the most pioneering kind of I'd say and organ it's, and yeah. is
0: the is the green one because i think i know some companies that have kind of taken on a very democratic approach to leadership mm-hmm. where everybody has an equal say in the the room is that that fits into this this category right
1: That absolutely does. And so, you know, the key breakthroughs here were empowerment and, and, and that, and then this egalitarianism is what I think you're speaking of, Mm -hmm. which is, was a great, great breakthrough. The, the, the challenge of that was, is that um, that kind of decision-making is not very efficient.
0: Right. It slows things way down and it's hard to get those decisions made and, um, keep things progressing at the at, at the pace that people want to
1: progress at, right? Exactly, exactly. So again, major breakthroughs for both organizations and humanity, and then but then there were also some things that held people back. And so what we're seeing, um, you know, just in the last couple of years is um, called is teal, or also called e- evolutionary, by Frederick Leloux where we start to see the world um, much more from the inside out and mm-hmm. less from the outside in. Mm-hmm. And from an organizational perspective, it's like the organization's a living system and it, it needs to be listened to what wants to happen. We're starting to look much more at um, wholeness and authenticity.
0: Right, right. Which is exciting, and, which is a, a totally different lens to be looking at organizations through.
1: It really is. And it's pioneering right now. So there are, um, you know, some organizations dipping pieces of their processes into this, some that are, are fully there, but it, I would still call it pioneering. And so you don't see as many of those organizations, but you see human beings and leaders starting to move themselves there. And I think, um, I think that is really exciting, uh, especially for the complex world that we're living in, is we're evolving to, to learn to adapt.
0: So let's dig in a little bit more about what this teal means and what are some of the elements of teal?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in a a teal organization, um, um, let me just first talk a little bit about just from the teal perspective is that, you know, the world is is seen as a place for individual and collective unfolding Mm -hmm. and not so much fixed and not so much, um, some would call the orange uh, solace, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a world, it's a place that we're called to. And we Really start to tame the ego a little bit. And I, like I mentioned earlier, that we start to really look at the world from the inside out and not so much of what are people going to think of us or what does the outside world tell us to do? And start to use kind of that inner rightness as a compass for all of our decisions. Right. Um, and from an organizational perspective, some of the key breakthroughs our um, evolutionary purpose. So just the organization is really operating, um, has, has a life of its own. So s- the way strategy is done looks different. The way decision-making is done looks different um, because it emerges not only from what wants to happen, but from the purpose that other people are bringing to the table that work in an organization. The second element, uh, is self-management. Self-management, um, really means there are a lot of decentralized, smaller teams that they absolutely have elements of, um, of, of process based upon the organizational culture, but there isn't a hierarchy. So it's almost like a bunch of little small businesses run within a business and primarily, um, Part of that is because in a complex world, it's very hard for one person to be able to control things. Right. And, and, also, and so then, then the peer bases start to um, really, they, they manage each other and they're accountable to each other. And the results some of these organizations are seeing are, are phenomenal.
0: So what kind of results are they seeing?
1: Um, so if you think about um, Wall Street for a moment and, and you really like, you know, what what's the stock price? What are the, what's the bottom line? Uh, that's the real focus in, in say orange, more orange focused organizations mm-hmm. until the focus is much more on the purpose and what, what wants to happen and what people's purpose are. What's interesting though, is these organizations are making really good profits. Still one that you, many of you may have heard about is Patagonia. Okay. So these are, these are, organizations that are really focused on the evolutionary purpose. Profit is not their driver, though um, if you look at their metrics, um, really good profits, employee engagement at all-time high, retention is low. So all, all of those, the same metrics that we look at, it's just an orange organization. It's just not the prime focus.
0: Right. It's a, it's a shift and in, in, in that what's the leading Point the reason why they exist, and it's, it's coming back to a deeper level, and I love that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do too. And one of my favorite parts of of the teal um, organization, the teal level of consciousness, is wholeness, and that is is really focused on bringing of who, like all of who we are, to work. Um, we don't leave parts of ourselves at the door because the you know who we are um, is really what forms the organization. And I, I think that is some, some big shifts that you, that we're seeing as well. So, um, an example might be, um, you know, in today, many organizations today onboarding is, is mostly about administ- administrative In a teal organization. There's a lot of relational skills and, um, different things to immerse people into the organization and immerse their whole selves or, um, feedback is is more about a personal reflection into one's journey we're seeing more of that you're hearing in the in the press that people are abandoning performance evaluations and starting to do things differently that's an element
0: what are they doing instead
1: what what they're what they're doing instead is um, asking people to reflect into their strengths Mm -hmm. and they're also meeting one on one with employees um much more often. Now in in teal organizations, you know, you don't necessarily have a boss, so it's peers that are meeting and evaluating each other.
0: Okay. That's interesting. And I think when we were, when we were having tea last month about, and you were sharing some of this with me, what really just, I noticed so much was that the work that you're doing with corporate cultures, And how that aligns to the work that I do with individuals who are, you know, helping them just tune back into that. What is their purpose? What do they stand for? What moves them? And really work from that whole being of who they are, because it's all life, whether we're at work, wherever, we're, you know, whether we're at work, whether we're at home, it's all life. So really tuning back into the wholeness of who we are and then deciding and how to manage through that into doing the work that you're really meant to be doing. So what I loved about what you're doing within companies, there was just so much alignment like that. And that's what just got me so excited about this.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, Cammy, that's where it really all starts. Um, so so I, I also have this passion for working with leaders and it's because the leader's level of consciousness is a, really a key to shifting any organizations. Yes, that's and it's, really
0: important, right? It's got to stop, start at the very top, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, at the very top. Um, you know, Frederick Lulu has has a good quote in his book that says, you know, an organization's level of consciousness generally cannot exceed that of its highest leaders. Wow. And that includes the board of directors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So it's got to come from all levels. So everybody's got to be engaged of going through the same sort of organizational shift.
1: Exactly, and I th- and that's why I think leadership coaching, working with with people to get, you know. Um, really bring out that wholeness, that purpose. It, leadership development takes on a whole new level of competitive advantage and importance. Right. And, and the significance of developing leaders in this way. Not only is it developing, um, leaders to be able to, you know, bring their whole selves to work, but it's, it's developed them to be able to operate in this world of complexity and to be able to do that we need to be operating more so from the, from the inside out um, and be able to, you know, to um, understand paradoxes and understand the tensions that exist and be able to manage through those.
0: Yeah. So talk to me, I mean, because right now we are in such a, a complex time and in our evolution as, as humanity, right? I mean, we're in a very complex time, as you mentioned earlier. How does this working from a teal level how does this shift being able to maneuver through the complexity
1: so i think what happens is when we are able to let down some of the the ego side of us yeah talk about that yeah. And, and we start to, so we're operating from the ego. We're operating a little bit more from what um, the leadership circle is, is, uh, is is the 360, the tool that I use to help leaders here. We're operating from more of a reactive place where safety um, is our number one uh, concern. We, we might not even realize that, but we're really operating from safety. And as we start to shift, we're starting to look into a more, creative realm meaning we're operating from purpose. Okay. And so we're op- so are we operating from safety or are we operating from purpose? And when we start operating from purpose, we start to be able to break down the ego and start to be able to see new perspectives, see the the paradoxes around us, see the tensions around us. And, and coincidentally, it also really improves what I'd call our outer game, which are the competencies, um, whether it's our strategic thinking or how well we're relating to others.
0: Yeah. And that was, what was instantly where my, my mind went was, is how the relationships can shift when you, when you um, move out of the, the ego side of things, how does that shift relationships and how does that improve, you know, the connections that people build?
1: yeah and and that 's what starts starts to happen as leaders individually begin to make these shifts then collectively um, as people how people relate to each other, those shifts are made, and then organizationally we can start shifting processes and shift and then and then the culture shifts
0: okay so it, it kind of steps through each it starts with the leaders it goes to um, the, the processes and then the whole culture starts to shift. But so it's not saying, okay. So, and I think when I think of um, some of the traditional culture work that I used to do in my old corporate days, it started with the culture, right? It was, it wasn't starting with that, uh, that inside piece of it.
1: Yeah. That, that's a great point. And it's not, you know, an ABC process either.
0: Uh, good point. Yeah. It's, it's an evolution.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's an evolution.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. So um, as you think about um, what can happen by by these shifts happening within companies and organizations, what are the implications to what happens in our society?
1: That's a great question. I want to start with just an example from a client of mine. Uh, Great. I have a client who's a, a CEO of, um, a pretty large public health organization. And as we were uh, and, a, and a very conscious leader, so I would say, um, talking about the colors we've been talking about very much seeing the world from a teal perspective. And as we've been talking about working with his organization, um, he said something to me about, well, what if, um, uh, You know, Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, you know, goes away. That that has major implications for public health, Mm -hmm. Um, and and some of this work as they're trying to move their organization possibly more to teal, and um, just said, "Well, this to to me, it's the perfect time because that's that's a major disruption and transformation." And he 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 lit up and said, "You're right. I can't operate with fear. I have to operate with what." I really feel is right, and what the purpose is and it, and it just totally shifted where he wanted to go strategically and so, in this case, this is someone that is um, now working towards changing what public health means to his community um, which which if you start seeing leaders leading like that, suddenly the purpose of their organization starts to then shift to it 's so much more than their organization it 's how their organization contributes to society.
0: Exactly.
1: And makes society a better place.
0: And that gives and, me goosebumps even as you say that because it's, it's exciting because that's, a, that's such a tremendous shift from what's the bottom line? What are the bottom numbers? People start thinking in bigger ways.
1: Absolutely. And it's not just nonprofits and others that are doing this. There are a number of examples of for-profit companies um, that are, are really shifting to be more purpose-driven.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. That's very exciting. And, 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 and the ripple effects that occur with that out into society, but also from the, the, the changes of culture that happens within the company company in their employees, how it ripples into families, it ripples, you know, that, that change in, and in, in that change can totally, um, shift families. It can shift, I mean, it can shift so much relationships from the perspective um, of people in the community.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it can shift everything. Cause part of, uh, part of what as people are moving more into teal, um, you know, individually, is there, they're starting to really yearn for the connection to self, the connection to others, the connection, um, to nature, the connection to the world. And those imp- implications of what we can do with society as we work together more for the common good it, it's it, I mean, I think there's probably another perspective that we aren't even talking about today because it, it, it will appear after more people um shift into right. into, into what we're now calling that something that's pioneering
0: right right so this is such exciting work where where are you hoping that to take this what what are, from your own personal goals and where this is going um what what do you see before you in taking this good work out into the world
1: You know, I see this as my contribution to changing the world. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, I, you know, many small hands can help make big changes, and um, the more people I can partner with and and leaders that want to start making these leaps and watching these organizations shift, it's just that right there um, is really the. The purpose of why I do this work, and a lot of the purpose of why I feel I'm you know here on this earth, right. and so, so you're going
0: back the inside out for
1: yourself of what your purpose yes. is. Yes, exactly, exactly, and and so um, sorry about that. That's and, right. and so that I mean that is really um, what what really drives me towards this work. But the other thing is is watching people um, make some of these shifts. And, you know, it really also challenges me to continue to shift and evolve myself right. um, into, a, you know, into a better person, into that that type of person that I, you know, if I want to see society shift, I also need to become that type of person.
0: Isn't that the truth? I, I'm just, I'm just chuckling because I just think about when we're on journeys like this, we get constantly tested and reminded of where we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to um, be showing up in the world. And we get tested all the time, don't we?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And our biggest lessons can be there. And I think when we, when we get those kinds of lessons, it takes us into this space of, of being able to know it better, to be able to um, share it in a deeper way, because we, you know, we keep getting the lessons that the universe brings to us.
1: Yes. Even when we uh, don't want them, or think we've already learned them.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, I have watched your career for so many years, Ronelle. And one of the things I, I mean, I've so admired everything that's evolved and how it's growing for you and changing and shifting and, you know, how you're making a difference. I know it's not always easy. And some of our biggest breakthroughs in life often happen during a period of just self-doubt and fear and uncertainty for all of us. And sometimes it just takes that 20 seconds of insane courage to step through those emotions, to take risk and step out on the edge of our comfort zones. Can you share a time in in this journey that you've been on where you felt those same uncertainties, but just really pushed through those and with courage and persistency?
1: Wow, I feel like I have something like that happen maybe once a week or once a month. So I'm
0: it's <laughs> a good thing, right? Because if we're not experiencing that, we're not feeling it, it means we're not stepping out in big enough ways if we're not fearing, feeling
1: the yeah. fear. Yes, yes, exactly. I, I think one that comes to mind, um, probably is about eight, eight or nine years ago and you know, I was in a a point of really in some respects when I talked earlier about the old is breaking down, but the new hasn't yet emerged. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was working hard, working a lot of hours and suddenly I found myself, um, not being able to move, um, having back surgery and, um, you know, getting, um, prescribed to six weeks on the couch, which yeah, one of those the, signposts
0: that just, yes. just delivers and says, you're stopping and slowing down.
1: Ab- absolutely. And so it was, you know, not the message I wanted, but I sat there for, it was probably um, the longest I'd sat on the couch ever in my life. And so much came to me about why this was happening. And I think um, about, about two months later, um, I just had decided that I needed to uh, resigned from my job and walk in the unknown for a while. And those that, that knew me then know that me walking in the unknown was, um, was a little like, what, what's your plan? You don't have a plan. And <laughs> so, you know, I didn't. And so just making that decision, I still remember that day. Cause it felt like I was jumping off the highest diving board I've ever jumped off of. Mm-hmm. And once I went in and, you know, talked to or made the decision and, 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 and resigned and talked to my boss. Um, then everything just fell into place and it was so easy. It was the moment leading up to it. That was so hard. And, um, I, you know, just, just doing that for six months and not knowing and what I was going to do. And I know not everyone has that, that opportunity, but, but for me, that was, uh, really, really quite scary to oh, yeah. not, not know what was next. And yeah. I, I had a plan for everything. And what came from that was not only some personal transformation. I volunteered in Africa. I, I took painting classes. Um, but what came out of that was starting this business. So taking the consulting experience I had and really applying my life, my purpose and myself to that. And then what developed was the business that I've had for the last eight years.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because that's, we were both going through that same, that that same thing at the same time where, you you know, it was certainly different journeys that got us there, but it was, we were like, Oh my God, how do (laughs) where are we taking this? And I remember those hikes that we used to do when we were both starting our businesses. And it was just a really wonderful thing to be able to share that with someone that, that those journeys, I think that was, I know for myself, those moments, those times when we were hiking together were such, and we were sharing our stories and our ideas and our thoughts and our dreams. Those were really tremendous for me to have somebody to lean into like that um, at that time when it was you know a difficult period.
1: You know, I agree. I really valued that time. And what I find um, interesting about that time is so many people said, what are you thinking? This is the worst recession we've ever been through. Right? Um, What are you doing out there creating new things? And the amount of new creation that came out of that time, you know, see what you've created, what I've created, what other people have created. I, um, while I don't miss the recession, I sometimes do miss the connection that came out of, of that because it humbled many of us that yeah, it
0: humbled time. us. And it, but it was also, it was like one of those factors, I think that had all of us stepping out into whole new realms that we wouldn't have stepped into had that not happened. And, you know, I, I just, I personally believe that the universe was setting us up for taking the work that we take out into the world today, you know? And so particularly this work that you're doing right now, the work that I get to do right now, it's, it makes a difference in helping our world evolve. And um, you know, so right back into that teal space, right? It's the it's, um, it's beautiful way that we got guided into the work that we're doing. So I think it's really cool.
1: Absolutely. That's kind of that, that premise. I think, it, I think it was Margaret Wheatley that, that coined this, but what wants to happen? Not what do I want to happen, but exactly. what wants to happen? Yeah. The, uni-
0: the universe knows what we're supposed to be doing and they're going to guide us there whether we're ready to or not. And uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's not always the easy journey that we go, okay, that's where I was going, but it's, we have to trust in that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it does make it, it is worth it in the end. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, you know, the, the other piece to all of this, I think is that um, there is this softer, um, more feminine side of leadership arising through all of this. I mean, I call it yen rising. And I think it's this, this, this feeling of, of leading from the inside out all ties to all of us showing up in a, a different way. And how are you mentoring and guiding women today, and in, in the, the spectrum of this work that that you are doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mostly where I so my client base isn't purely focused on women, right? I knew that. Yeah, I do think where I am guiding and mentoring uh, women is. You know, there's just some, some things that just happen that are just, you know, with friends, with colleagues, but formally, um, I mentor, um, through the city or Denver organization as well as, um, uh, until, um, the organization retired, I did a lot of work with the leadership investment, mm-hmm. which, um, was all about gender equity in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've been a member of women United with the uh, mile high United way for almost a decade. Okay. And so I do, um, I do some, some, um, pro bono coaching in their organization. And I just, I find, um, you know, I find that mentoring, um, and and those relationships, um, very rewarding. I find myself talking much more about, uh, about what it is we as women need to do to, to move the needle. And, and some of it is these shifts of really stepping into the, 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 trueness of who we are because we're starting oh, yes. to see when you talk about masculine and feminine, that's, that's not gender. It's actually energies that are exactly. in all of us.
0: Right. Right. And I was actually even thinking that as you were talking about, it's like even the men that you are working with, you're helping awaken more of, of that um, feminine energy within, within men, right? It's, it's that, the softening, it's the, um, it's, it's a different way of, 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 of leading
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's, a, it's emotional intelligence is technically a, a feminine, yes. a feminine side of us. And emotional intelligence is, is a, a key part of my business. And that's a really important feminine side of, of business. So, so it's not a female, it's a feminine side. Yes. And so it's really about, about balancing those energies within us all, which have been quite um imbalanced for quite a few quite a few years on the on the masculine side
0: oh sure i mean i can think back to my old corporate days of how i even just shifted my own persona to be more in my masculines so I, i i can totally relate to how that that happens and it's part of the the cultures that we've been in um have we've shown up to fit within the cultures we were in so i think it's it's certainly true
1: absolutely and that that's what was demanded of us and we were probably operating more from the outside in and exactly and so as we make those shifts um you know that 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 balance starts to happen
0: yeah and it's beautiful it's very cool it's very cool well i this has been just delightful i'd love to have you as we close out today share three pearls of wisdom that you can share with
1: our audience oh wow i so three pearls um I think I would just say really start to look into who you are and and what is your purpose. So whether you're a leader of an organization, or you know, you're an individual contributor. What is your purpose, and where does that align to? Absolutely. Because you will find the organization and the place that's right for you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go and quit your job and start a business, like some of us have done. But it does mean that you might have to take some risks to really follow that that um, the inner rightness and using that as your compass.
0: Yeah, and it, and it's always not it's not always the Oh gosh, this looks like an easy route to go there no matter what that route looks like it can be scary it can be um it can be unnerving but when you start to really step into that purpose it's it's so powerful
1: it, it is so powerful it's powerful individually and it's even more powerful collectively yes so that would be the second thing is um you know reach out be vulnerable um uh, you know put yourself out there make connections yes and I, ju- I just think that those things not only do they shift us but those are really these tenants that are starting to shift society yes
0: totally agree
1: and so if we want to we want to see a better world we know we have to be part of the change and these are some difficult and but yet really fulfilling ways to to, to do that yes and what's your third one and my my third one is I think have fun. I think sometimes we just uh, uh, in in our efforts to improve the world and to do what's right, we forget that simply being joyous and having fun is is really part of it. And yes. and so to, to we just get like, kind of let serious,
0: go. yeah, we get kind of serious, don't we?
1: We absolutely do. You
0: know, I do my equine vision journeys, and I think one of the things that happens more often up here. Is that um, people, you know, they come out of their very busy lives and come do the Equine Vision Journeys, and they want to roll in the dirt. They want to get into the dirt and they want to play. And it's like there's this 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 energy that wants to flow up out of people that 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 says, you know, I just need to play. And I'm like, well, play in the dirt, then get down in the dirt and roll around in it, feel good in it, because I think we do take our lives too seriously. So I think we bottle up a lot of energy that wants to flow up out of us and uh, if we can set that free it can be um and, and have fun doing it it's it can be really beautiful and powerful
1: it really can release much more than we know and, it, and it's not it is not a selfish thing to do it, it, no
0: No, you're right.
1: And I think I might've rolled in the dirt when I was at any time. So I might've been one of those people.
0: Yeah. It's funny as I can, I can just, there's so many people that just instant instinctively want to be able to do that. And so it's just, just follow it. So whatever your play feels like, whatever fun feels like to you, go do it and, and have fun with that. Well, thank you, Ronelle. This has been awesome. I knew it would be awesome. And I um, look forward to sharing this with so many people because I think what you're doing is important and um, it needs to be out in the world. So um, thank you for spending time today and joining in. And thank you always for the, the connection and the community that we have together. So I appreciate it.
1: And I appreciate you. And I appreciate um, the connections you're making in the world and, and the change you're making. So I'm, I'm honored to know you. So thank you.
0: Thank you. I hope you liked this episode of Extraordinary Women Radio. If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at KamiGelner.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter. You may also enjoy my book, Fire Dancer Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, which is available on Amazon. In Fire Dancer, you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels. I'm on both Facebook and Twitter, and the links are available on my website. Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams. M-B-U.